You are listening to Keith Price's Curtain Call. This is Keith Price, and we are here at the Press Up Front for the upcoming Off-Broadway, again, one of these new shows that's happening called Sincerely Oscar, and it is based on the letters and spoken word of Oscar Hammerstein. Of course, those of you who are listening, you better know your theater history. Don't make me come for y'all, because I will do that. See, you didn't know it was going to be like this, Lucy. But I'm sitting here now with the musical director and arranger, yes, of this brand new piece that's coming off Broadway using some of the most beautiful music ever in musical theater history, I think. It's it's an understatement. Everything that Mr. Hammerstein touched is just golden. And I'm now sitting here with musical director for this wonderful piece that's going to start previews the 29th, March 29th? Yes. Starting, uh, if not yes. tomorrow, then the next day. Yeah, that's true. So, so we're here kind of early to get this wonderful press moment, and I'm here with Mr. Lou Lanza. How are you, sir? I'm great, thank you. Okay, so let's just start with how much do you love Hammerstein? Well, ha- Hammerstein was a wonderful lyricist. He he wrote the songs in this show. He wrote with Jerome Kern and Richard Rogers. And you're not going to be getting much better writers yeah. uh, in American theater history or even music history for this country. Uh, the the songs were all uh, theatrically appropriate. They were all beautifully written from a melodic and harmonic standpoint. They certainly, in most cases, have become what we would now consider standards, whether it be for the Broadway songbook, the jazz songbook, the great American songbook. These are songs that are part of our our great American culture, and they have historical import as well in terms of that some of them were important milestones and markers in various civil rights moments in our history as well. Well, it's, it's interesting because I always say this, especially about the work of Rodgers and Hammerstein, is that they always seem to tackle um, issues of the day that people were afraid to tackle. Like when you go through the canons of, of the work, like South Pacific and, and, and The King and I, and how those particular issues, especially like about race, are so in there, but yet you know, we're drawn with the wall. It, it, it's, 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 it's very artistically satisfying uh, because they told the story and within the story there was a lesson to be learned as opposed to so many people that they want to drive home that lesson and the story suffers. They really understood that we have to tell the story and the lesson will come through. But they were well aware that there was a lesson and, and the, the wonderful staying power of these shows is that the lessons are still quite relevant today and that's a wonderful thing with the shows it's not so wonderful thing about human beings that that we we don't change that much um but you look even with a good waltz we won't change no a a good waltz will not necessarily change us but for example um uh old man river you know we're, we're still dealing with racism and prejudice. Uh, you look at uh, You've Got to Be Carefully Taught, which is in the show. We're still dealing with the, the prejudices, and uh, both Showboat and South Pacific dealt with miscegenation, which is less of an issue, but you know there are well, still people who are old and they're thinking. Uh, you look at a show like uh, The Sound of Music, and one of the songs that is not in this show, but a show a song in that show, No Way to Stop It, deals with just going along because, all well, the Nazis are coming. Uh, you can't stop it, so you might as well join. Right. 
Well, no, you, you, don't. you don't. You There are certain things that you just draw a line and you say, I don't care if everyone else joins. If I'm a minority of one, then I will be a minority of one, but it will be based on my conscience. You look at uh, The King and I, and it dealt with slavery. It, you know, these are still important issues that we can learn from. And then you couple it with just some of the most beautiful melodies and just, you know, clever and deep and meaningful lyrics. And uh, it, it, there's a reason why these songs are older than both of us put together in age in some cases, and they're still being done today. Yes, very true. So tell me more about you now, because I, I read that you are, your history is more jazz oriented in terms of the music that you're attached to. So from some of the music that I got to hear today, there was, I could, as soon as I read that about you, I could hear how you were just infusing that so far through some of these arrangements. Are we going to, is it pretty much the style for the whole piece? Uh, I certainly come from a, a jazz background, but also a classical background. Um, so you'll hear certain things that have elements of both. But believe it or not, I was a recovered actor at one point in my life. I was a professional actor. I played a couple shows off Broadway way back in the day. I won't mention names. Uh, to protect the guilty. <laughs> and, um, you know, so there, there's certainly that sensibility. Uh, but... Some songs have more of a pop sensibility. Mm -hmm. Some songs will even have what you would call a funk or an R&B sensibility. Um, I, I, I'm one of those people that even though my core space is jazz and traditional standards and that vein, I, I do believe there's only two types of music, good and bad. Uh, and so at that point, anything is fair game, and then it just gets reinterpreted through... Uh, what I'm hearing or thinking of in the moment. Who were who some of your influences? Because I, there was a moment for me that I, I was feeling like a Nelson Riddle moment in in um, one of the songs. It's like, it's like, oh, he's he's going. You, you're you're going to turn me out, as the kids say, with this arrangement of stuff. Uh, yeah, there there are a few Nelson Riddle moments in there. Uh, certainly, Sinatra was yeah. an influence as as a as a male vocalist. Um, you know, Miles Davis. Uh, so, so you'll hear some things that were th more out of the, what Gil Evans and he did in the 50s. Um, certainly uh, Sondheim, Bernstein, um, you know, uh, although I, I have a feeling Sondheim might not like some of what I did. Uh, Stephen, I love you. Uh, you know, happy uh, belated birthday! Hey, that's right. It is happy belated birthday. It was about a week ago. Yeah. Um, uh, many more. Uh, you know. Uh, so, so there's certainly, but also things like the Beatles, mm -hmm. Billy Joel, Stevie Wonder. Uh, I mean, I, I like all kinds of music, and uh, and I use all of it uh, to paint with. I don't want to just paint with one nice. set of colors. Well, again, if you guys are going to be in the New York area, I keep telling you that it's always fun because, one, you're not going to get tickets to Hamilton. So that you should... <laughs> so you should always have a plan B, I think, when your travels. And especially if you're theater lovers, it's like, don't let yourself get too caught up with trying to see what's on Broadway. Although there's a lot of good stuff to see. But you also will wind up missing some of the really great stuff that's happening off-Broadway. And I have a feeling that this is going to be one of them. So make sure you make your, your plans to come to New York City, add Sincerely Oscar to your list, and check out the work of Mr. Lou Lanza. 
Thank you so much, and I hope to see you all in the theater. Because I'm telling you, I only heard three songs, and he worked me. So we will be back. Keith Price, and we are here at the press-up for the latest thing to hit the Rialto. As we like to say off-Broadway, the new show, Sincerely Oscar, is going to be opening when? When is it opening again? opens April 4th. April 4th. So... We are, previews are going to be starting soon, yes? Tomorrow. Are they so tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I got to edit. All right, so, <laughs> because my next guest, <laughs> and I had to practice his name, and then I heard him correct somebody else in the last name, and so now I have to think if I can get it right, because I was feeling cute earlier, but I, wait, I'm going to have to look at it again, because I, I remember it was where the accent was, uh-huh. but I do have... From Broadway's Natasha Pierre and the Great Comets, as well as uh, you were understudy to Joshua Henry and mm-hmm. for Violet, yeah. which you know why that for those of you who are Joshua Henry fans who know Joshua Henry can sing, that you know that Azude, <laughs> oh damn it, I had wait, let me get it bigger, Azude on Yedjikwe. Yes. Because I heard him on Yejikwe. Thank you very much. Azuri on Yejikwe. <laughs> Who needs to get like Madonna and just be Azuri because you're going to kill people. <laughs> hey, David Oyelowo. <laughs> David Oyelowo. Yeah, but that's still hard to pronounce too. <laughs> Shoot. That one I worked on. Yeah, yeah. And who's a um, Quivagene Wallace? Oh, Remember Quivagene? Yeah. yeah. That's all right. I, yeah, I don't know. I, you know but one. I'm just saying, you know, the names. <laughs> but Azuri is here singing um, at this press event that we came to at 11 o'clock on the board and singing his face off, y'all. <laughs> and it was only two songs. So <laughs> I saw the sound list and there's like 20 of them. <laughs> Please explain to me, sir, how you got involved with the show because the music is Davoon mm-hmm. and your voice is, like I said, y'all, like butter at 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> how, how did you get involved with the show? Basically, I would say about a month and a half ago, sometime around that, I got an email from my manager, uh, basically that the show was going up off, off Broadway. Uh, they were looking for a replacement for one of the actors who for some reason, I didn't, I didn't know the specifics, but couldn't do it. Wasn't your business. Yeah. Wasn't my business, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and so he said, I sent them some videos of you performing from 54 Below, and they were really excited about it. Mm-hmm. So they were wondering if you could do a Skype audition with the music director. So I was like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sent me some music. I learned it. Uh, and then... Uh, Lou Lanza, who is the music director, we had a Skype session and it went really well. Uh, and then from there, Pat McCorkle casting mm-hmm. uh, brought me in for sort of a final callback, which was just me. <laughs> so was, so I, I guess it was just, you know, just make sure. Just make sure you know, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so I got there, uh, did uh, Old Man River mm-hmm. and... Might have actually did the two songs we did yeah. uh, today. Uh, wow. You know, making sure I got my low, because I can <laughs> sing high for days, but making sure I got that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it went really well. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Wow. So, again, this is a piece that we're talking about, Sincerely Oscar, which, as you know, is the words and letters from 
Oscar Hammerstein, as mm -hmm. well as that rich musical library of the, the wonderful collaborations that he's yeah. done, not only with Richard Rodgers, but as well as Jerome Kern. Mm -hmm. You know, again, the, the music of that genre, which, I, like I, I was explaining and having a moment with your musical director, yeah. and we were talking about how that music spoke to diversity in one way it spoke mm -hmm. to or should i should say racism yeah, <laughs> yeah. or the lack of diversity shall yeah, we say absolutely. and how that that music even those lyrics of those those songs are still relevant and true today absolutely so for you you're you're singing these amazing songs mm -hmm. it's like and uh, you know those of you who have done your googling which i know y'all have and looked up mr azude <laughs> Oh, I say I'm not even gonna try the last name again. Yeah, I feel like I was like I don't want to. I don't want to ruin the moment. Zooty's just like, good. You, you, you just, like, <laughs> just don't go back, Keith. Don't go back. It's like Samayoa. The same thing I had with him. Um, <laughs> you're singing these great songs. You're singing these amazing songs, and you're living in this world. And you know, you you are no stranger to the com conversation about diversity, Absolutely. and how when you were in the Great Comet, there was a little scuffle butt that had happened, mm -hmm. yep. and you were very spoke you were very outspoken in that moment and i'm glad to hear that because i didn't have the platform at the time to do what i wanted to say about that but you were mm. capturing a lot of that how Thank do you, you feel about that now when you're sitting here singing these songs of of oscar hammerstein because you know outside of being you know waiting on on <laughs> showboat <laughs> yeah yeah there's a lot of other really great numbers in that as well so how does it make you feel absolutely um as a, a singer of color. yeah well, that's that's a great question. Uh, at NYU, I double majored in theater and Africana studies, mm -hmm. and so, like you said, I'm very, very, very big on always, you know, examining representation and race and space and all that stuff. And you know, uh, one of the beautiful things, basically, one of the most beautiful lyrics that's ever been written in musical theater is you've got to be carefully taught to hate and fear. Mm -hmm. And it's just so timeless, relevant, prescient, like all, the, all of the above adjectives, because it's like, it's literally like, especially in, you know, today's sort of predominant uh, what's going on in the world today and sort of like the intolerance, the bigotry, the hate, all of that stuff. And it's like, this stuff, you know, first of all, it's more today, but it's, it's been building. It's not like it came out of nowhere, you know. But uh, one of the things that I learned in school that we really dived into was how, uh, how using human difference as a means of separation was literally embedded into the culture, you know, into the episteme, like, you know, Western modernity. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's literally that lyric is right on the, you know, hit the, is it, what's the saying, nail on the head? Hitting the nail on the head. Hitting the nail on the head. You have to be carefully taught. It is literally a series mm -hmm. of ways that you are embedding this into the human psyche so that all of a sudden, you know, we see human difference as we need to separate and not build coalitions. And we're seeing sort of the magnification of that today. And so that lyric is just, 
you know, I cannot speak to it. You know, I cannot speak. <laughs> you know, it, you know, as I, it's I get, just I'm, too much. Yeah, I mean, I'm just really <laughs> passionate about it, and uh, and it's like uh, Oscar was really ahead of his time. You know, he was very liberal for his time, and where he was thinking in terms of representation on stage and sort of. You know, it's easy to look at it from a 2019 context and be like, okay, this is problematic, this, this, this. But I, I'm, I'm also huge on the context and what you were doing for the time and how you're sort of, you folks can't see me, but I'm very physical <laughs> and I'm using my hands and all that stuff. I'm an INTJ, by the way, if you know Myers-Briggs, so we're very, uh, but, you know, I, I just, yeah. I mean, I can talk. I can speak. So what you're saying is it speaks to you. It speaks to you. Well, again, this is going to be one of those shows that, you know, for someone like me, I'm going to enjoy because Mm -hmm. getting to watch you on stage sing these songs at this hour of the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Yeah. Both yeah. of y'all, because I'm <laughs> the this actress behind me, Mr. Uh, she's sitting here just listening. But you, my friend, it's like this is a wonderful opportunity to to step into that, to give the diversity energy a little bit more Absolutely. flavor. And Absolutely. so, you know, kudos and bravo. And Thank I will you. be seeing you on April 4th when you guys open. Thank you so much. So, again, you all come see Sincerely Oscar off-Broadway and enjoy yourselves. But now I'm going to take a moment and do something so highly unprofessional. <laughs> As we step touch Good up and over, you. honey, that is awesome. because I, <laughs> no. I don't think I could do it because they left me no choice. <laughs> Dorothy, 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 right? No, Doreen, Doreen Taylor. But I look a little Dorothy. You're very Dorothy right Thank now. Right. I am a little Judy Garland. Every time I look a little Judy Garland. Okay, so so we step over now. You just heard me talking to your your co-star. Mm-hmm. And I'm here with opera singer, pop singer, billboard charting acts. You know, this girl is dipping and doing it, as well as philanthropist, as well as patron of the arts, as well as all of these things, and is bringing herself to stage in this piece that you also helped develop and brought all the way here to Off-Broadway at the Acorn Theater here in New York City. Um, Ms. Doreen Taylor... How is it that you have the most interesting, soulful, because, again, I'm telling you all, you're going to come and see the show, and you're going to be like, okay, I've heard the Rodgers and Hammerstein score. I've heard Jerome Kern. It's like, what is she? This sister is giving you a little neck roll <laughs> while she's singing about her man, because she can't help loving that man, with a little operatic uh in it. So where does that background come from? Because that sounds like you had a lot more influence than just training. I am definitely a hybrid artist. I love to take different genres and mesh them together. And that was sort of my mainstream career, too, where people used to want to put me into a box and say, well, you have to be this, you have to be this, you have to... And I'm like, why do I have to be one thing? Why can't I be everything? And it kind of got frustrating to the point where I said, you know what, I'm just going to do my own thing. And my my uh, I have a master's degree in opera, so you got the the opera right on the head, you got that, And but really always loved musical theater. Always loved the American work 
lyrics and really the like I was really singing some of the the older stuff like very early on I was doing the operetta like from Desert Song which Oscar had done so instead of you know I even went further back than Jerome Kern and him with Showboat and just always loved it though because I identified with it and I just felt my voice could do it it was Mm -hmm. fun and but coming back now as an adult, after being a, someone who wrote music and being a lyricist and really now looking at how Oscar did all this and really having a newfound appreciation for the words and coming up with that, I can really look at this and dissect it. I was saying like an onion, peeling yeah. back the layers of, because some of his words are sort of simplistic when you look at them and you say, well, like, oh, what a beautiful morning. The corn is as high as an elephant's eye. I mean, some people would say, well, that sounds a little just trite or simple. And it's so not it's when a, you it, peel well, it back. When you peel it back mm-hmm. and actually look at what's trying to be said, because mm-hmm. I think that that's the thing that people don't right. pay attention to a lot, especially because like, you know, I was just talking to your co-star mm-hmm. and I've also heard you make mention of it and it's something that I've always believed too about the the work of Hammerstein is that those guys in their lyrics talked about things that people dare not say mm-hmm. think about 1927 and Showboat I mean are you kidding me some of the things that they were discussing being a mulatto yeah. and being you know mixed and having that I mean, the first time African Americans were ever used on stage, stage. ever. I mean, what kind of groundbreaking achievement was that? And that was just the start of it. That was just the, you know, and then they have Oklahoma, which was a watershed musical in its own right with different issues. And then even Carousel, the spousal abuse. And then you talk about South Pacific. Hello. I mean, he was saying you've got to be carefully taught and thinking how applicable that is to even today, which is sad. Well, you know, but what's so sad is that it, 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 the sad part is, is that it is still true, mm-hmm. but the most beautiful part about it is, is that it's been captured in such a way that if people chose to listen, yes. we oh. could fix. Well, in the way that was what Oscar's great gift was. He always said, and I have, you know, where he's telling his story through the hologram, but that is something that he mentions, that he always felt that he was a proponent for change, right. but he didn't want to shout it out and, like, grab someone and mm-hmm. just say, you must do this. So he did it in such a way where he put it into his words. He put it into the story, into the subtext, and really made people listen without even knowing they were doing it. It was it was an elegant, wonderful way, and really made more change, I think, by doing it that way than if he were to just you know hit people over the head like some people just want to say listen to me mm-hmm. and it was, it was a wonderful way especially at the time think about it post-world war ii well, and okay so here's my my thought now mm-hmm. that you just said that it's like so at the time when these musicals came out these were conversations that people were not having oh, they, if they were they didn't admit they were having them so if there was a chance that behavior was changed because of that mm-hmm. on the on that qt tip because no one will ever admit that no. they were listening to the cast recordings right. It's like how much horrible, how many more horrible things were happening at the same time in order for to be us, for us to be where we are now, where these lyrics are still true. Well, think about the riots they were having because of South Pacific. Because um, I believe there was a big thing because Nellie Forbush says she's from some place in Arkansas, I think, and they had the big riots there because they were offended by that. And I mean, it was just out of control back then. So we don't even we're looking like he was saying it from a 2019 context. Thinking back, I mean, I wasn't alive then, and you know, so we we only go by what we hear and in our history but I can't imagine like, I mean it, it, it's like it's already oppressive now mm. 
with what we know and how we've lived. And to just imagine that these songs were songs that were breaking through some of that conversation. Dear God. I mean, he, he was a pioneer. And the fact that, you know vanilla white people sitting in housewives mm-hmm. and stuff were were listening to this cast recording and yeah. going oh i love these songs oh i want to go see it i'm going to spend money on it that's the way you make change you do yeah. it in a way that you know you can't deny yeah. and he uh, yeah what did i say to lulans i said something about you know the world could be changed with we were surprised that the world didn't change with a good waltz mm-hmm. you know what i mean i could have i think it changed my world a little <laughs> <laughs> Rocked well, mine. Exactly, right? you know, we're special. Come on, Serene. We're special. We're special that way. So for you, though, this is a, a labor of love as well as an artistic journey, right? Very much. Um, being the creator and conceiving this. I said it's like a child to me. I feel like I don't have children, so this is my baby. And okay. I really feel that I've the hours and weeks and months that I've put into just even just researching Oscar mm-hmm. Hammerstein. I really feel... I don't know if I could ever get a full grasp of the man because he was so complex. But I feel like I really kind of understand him. I almost feel like I was one of his family members at this point, that I really could teach a class or something Mm -hmm. on him because I just feel he was so intriguing. And so the more I peeled back Mm -hmm. and I said, wow, this man. And the one thing about him that I really appreciated, he was a good man. You know, Richard Rodgers, I can't say that about him. <laughs> but, issues. I mean, I, yeah. And, you know, and in heart. Oh, I mean, come on. He had his own issues. God bless him. Yes. So just, you know, doing, he was a good man, and he really just wanted to make a difference and make art. Yeah. And I said, what a, well, the world needs more people like that. And just doing it beautifully. Yeah. And, yeah, they had their flops. Of course they did. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't. But he, and in the show, as we dive in, he learns that some of the biggest quote-unquote flops were his favorite shows because he felt like in the case of Allegro he felt that was an autobiographical piece where that was the closest thing he ever did to a piece for him that was about himself so he finds that to be one of his milestones that's why we include it into the show where most people overlook it we want to embrace it because it was important to him well, we are sitting in the theater now, and they're getting ready to start more rehearsals, I'm sure, as well as destroying the set. <laughs> no, hopefully making it better. Oh, I, no. I heard drills. Destroying, no. Drills are doing things. <laughs> it's too stressful for me, Miss Taylor, so... I can't. I've got to go. I, I can't get anything on this gorgeous costume. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but at the same time, though, how fabulous that you're able to do something, because this is something that people always talk about in terms of, and it's like a lesson for myself, is that you made your own project, and you got great people behind you to help you and get you through the process, but the, the most important thing is is that you did it yourself for you. I felt that I was very inspired by Oscar, <laughs> and we as you know, the drills as we're in a work zone. <laughs> But I felt very inspired by Oscar, and I felt that um, if you know the fact that he could do it and have that courage and really go out there and and do things like we said that we, people weren't doing, I can certainly go up and do this and may, and really put my mark, hopefully, on the industry. I think I think that, that that people will be very surprised at what they do come and see and what I they agree. listen to. I agree. We they are going to. That is the one major thing that I've. We've all kind of agreed on the mm-hmm. team that I think people are coming in with one certain feeling about what this is going to be, mm-hmm. and it is completely something else. But they're going to leave there knowing more about Oscar Hammerstein, humming the music. You're going to have the earworm. You know it. It's going to be one of them. It's going to be all night, and just really having a good time at the theater and yeah. enjoying it, seeing.
bring a little of the magic put back into theater. Well, get that cast recording out as soon Ooh, as possible. We're working on it. Oh, right. yes, we are. All I can't right, wait. Sailor. So again, <laughs> April 4th is the opening, I believe it yes, is, for L- Sincerely Oscar here at the Acorn Theater here in New York City. So if you're coming to New York, make your plans because like I've already told you all, you don't have Hamilton tickets. So... <laughs> Ooh, did I say that? Oh, uh-oh! You're gonna have to edit that one that out. Cecilia Oscar has thrown the gauntlet <laughs> oh, down yeah. over there. Oh, you hear that? Media war now. I love it. Let's do that. Oh <laughs> my god! Right now, right? Well, no bad you know publicity. No bad publicity. I love when it. When Manuel comes here to sit here, then I'll apologize. But he has to come here and watch my show. That's it. I'm putting that out to you, Lynn. Oh snap! <laughs> I love it when I can start a Twitter war on my podcast. All right. <laughs> Thank you He's so. He's got a few more followers than me, but we're going to work on but that. But you know what, though, if we can get them furious enough to find us, yes. then we, we've won. Absolutely, <laughs> it works for the president. Amen. Oh, I don't want to be like that though. I got oh. better hair. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Ew, you heard that. Oh my God, I can't believe this is so much fun. For so sincerely, Oscar, April fourth. Get your butts here. Make your plans. It'll have a good time. All right, and we'll be back.